everyone. This is Jackie Cooper with Crypto Mom 2 Talk Show and the Blockchain Legal Institute. And I want to thank everyone for hopping on this episode. And I definitely want to remind you, like and subscribe. Today, I have, for me, a really fun conversation. It's going to be about DAOs. And um, I recently came back from Toronto and I met this individual when he was up there as was I, and he was talking on stage and all I kept thinking about was I need to have him on my show. So when he stepped off from the panel, I approached him and he was gracious enough to say yes. And we had a conversation prior and I'll, we'll be, I'll be hopping over to him in a quick second. And I learned so much, you know, from talking with him. So that's why I wanted to bring him on. So that way for those in my community that, um, have heard about DAOs, but did not know, you know, what is a DAO or how do you even get involved with a DAO? Um, we're going to be exploring all that. And I think that, you know, as you kind of do your own research, you're going to find that the DAO community has been around for a little bit longer than you might have imagined. And DAOs are doing a lot of great good and um, really provides a, a, a comfortable place for people to have conversations um, on a variety of topics. So for those that are new to Crypto Mom 2, I'll just share a little bit about myself. My background is definitely law. I'm also the author of the Bitcoin Cinderella series. And I know at some point, one of these books is going to be talking about DAOs because Cinderella's on a venture on the blockchain and she's searching for her mom. And I know her mom has left her clues in the metaverse with NFTs, even on the Bitcoin protocol. So um, the DAO is probably next place that she's going to explore. And I can't wait. Um, and the Blockchain Legal Institute, that is a centralized library for everyone who is within our community. And it has information about laws, about policy, but just about content in general. And every one of us around the world is impacted in some way by a law, because if someone says you can do something or not do something, that's a law. So the Blockchain Legal Institute really is a centralized um place for you to come to learn about de the decentralized world. So with that, I want to welcome my guest, Meme Brains, who is now um, part of the Crypto Mom 2 community. And I'm, and I'm a part of his community too, because he's added me some to some Telegram groups that I'm very grateful for. How are you doing today? I'm good, Jackie. Thanks for having me here. It's great to finally, you know, follow up on this. It's cool to meet people IRL, like at East Toronto, after spending so much time in the digital world. It's refreshing, really. So it's uh, it's cool to, to have met and, and I'm great to be on the show. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in this space. How long have you um, been in the DAO community space and how did you get involved in that? I know that you have a very interesting background. So why don't you go ahead and share so people can learn a little bit more? Sure. Thanks. So I've been in DAOs for about two years now and I've been in crypto for about, say, six years. And then I've been in entrepreneurship uh, basically forever since I was a, a teenager. So that, that's really where it all starts and where it ended up. I started as a, you know, coming out of school, uh, coming right out of high school directly into my first startup, which was in Toronto at the time, and uh, shifted from that out west Calgary to um, start a construction company where I built that up and developed some technology in-house that really helped us scale and deal with our, 
it was like an enterprise resource planning software for uh, for construction. That was very novel at the time. It's not anymore, but it was back then. And and that led me to you know building it up to sixty people, seven million ARR, and with my sort of free time that I developed through automating processes, discovered Bitcoin, fell down the rabbit hole, kept on going, never really stopped. That led <laughs> me to selling that company, and still haven't stopped the rabbit hole. So I've been digital nomading a lot for the last five years or so. And yeah, that's led me to DAOs where I've been very active in the space. I started in the space about two years ago with uh, with CityDAO and have been increasing that involvement ever since. Now I'm fairly active in about six different DAOs and full-time on it now. So why don't you go ahead and define what a DAO is if someone is not really sure how, you know, what it what it's all about? So a DAO, simply put, it's just a group of people trying to get stuff done. And we're leveraging blockchain technology because we think it's going to help us do that. That is literally the, the definition of a DAO. Yeah. It's not sexy. It's not fun. It's not exciting. And so what's important to keep in mind, when anyone out there listening to this right now, if you Google what is a DAO or what's a cool DAO, anything you're going to Google, you're going to probably find two things. You're going to find some posts or some forms on on wherever you are, social platform, that are extremely positive and excited. Oh, DAOs are going to change the world and it's going to happen yesterday. And, you know, it's going to be better than sliced bread. And, and that's the hype. So you're going to find extreme hype. And you're also simultaneously going to find extreme negative. Oh, DAOs are garbage. All oh, they're fighting all the time and they don't get anything done and none of them make money. You're going to find those two things. And whenever there's an extreme like that, Usually, in my opinion, the truth is more like somewhere in the middle. And that's the definition that I just shared with you. The DAOs are just a group of people trying to get shit done using blockchain technology to get there. Yeah. So um, what does that mean? Uh, humans have been getting together as groups for hundreds of thousands of years, ever since we've been called humans. There's no different. Facebook groups, you know, Instagram groups, Reddit groups have been are just people that are using leverage, that are leveraging internet technology to do their stuff better, whatever their stuff is, they're doing it better through these online groups. Blockchain technology helps with two things that internet didn't do in the early days. It helps with crowdfunding, raise money, and it helps with decision-making, formalized, immutable, real decision-making by the community members that can be verified. That's the idea anyways. And those, those are the two things, and those are the two reasons that groups generally try to leverage blockchain technology to get their stuff done. So there you go. That, that's my, in my own words. No, I like it. Um, so I know that, uh, well, first you mentioned CityDAO. Explain what CityDAO is um, and what's the, the vision within the CityDAO. So CityDAO is an experiment with land on chain. Our vision is to build a Web3 city of the future. That's what it's on our website. And that's what really rallies us to, to do what we do and be where we are. So it started with a tweet. Actually, I'll even go back a bit further. In July of 2021, the senators in Wyoming finalized a bill labeled Bill 38 that formalized the Dow LLC as a legally recognized entity that anyone can form to, to have a, a legal framework around their Dow, around their group doing stuff with blockchain, basically. And when that happened, there's a gentleman named Scott Fitzsimonis who was paying attention to this stuff. And he thought, oh, cool, there's a legal framework now. This is interesting. And he put out a tweet. He said, doing a experiment with land on chain, who wants in? Who wants to participate? I can't remember the wording exactly, but it was about that. And a lot of people replied. A little bit of money was raised. 
uh, a, a corporate entity was formed in Wyoming. 40 acres of land was purchased in Wyoming, just bare land. You can't do much with that land. You don't build a sky rise on it. It's just a proof of concept. And um, and then after that land was put together, there was a, a, a an NFT sale where the, the public was offered to buy governance tokens. And I'll explain that in a second, but people could buy governance tokens if they wanted and participate and use those tokens to be in the community discussions and participate. And, and they sold out. So we raised, you know, I, I can't remember the number, 8 million or something like that. 8 million USD uh, was raised through Ethereum. And, and then the community was essentially, you know, now on, on rocket fuel mode. So since then, we've done a lot of different things and we're experimenting and trying to figure out how to even function as a group that's decentralized, <laughs> where most people are not docs. There's no KYC. There's no AML. We don't know who each other are or where we live. And we all have different ideas. We're trying to figure that out. It's not easy. It sounds great and easy, but sometimes it's not. Um, and so now we're in the middle of, of uh, rallying around potentially buying uh, another piece of land that would be in uh, in Denver. It's what we're thinking about calling the city hall. And this would be uh, you know a really big step forward for the community. And and so, the, yeah, and, and just to clarify, the NFTs are, are not, there's no ownership involved. There's no investing involved. There's none of that stuff. And I'm not a lawyer and none of this is legal advice and don't do anything <laughs> you can't do. And all this kind of, you know, fill in the blank. Well, yes, well, well, we're going to do all the normal disclaimers, not financial yeah, advice, yeah. <laughs> investment advice, et cetera. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that's it. You know, another way to look at it, CDAO is a group of people who are like pioneers exploring what does the future of a city look like? What does it look like when a city integrates blockchain technology into as many aspects of their day-to-day -day operations as it makes sense to? Notice I don't say everything because you don't need blockchain for everything. I just mean as many things as it makes sense to. So um, that's what CDAO is. There's about 4,900 individual wallet holders wow. that, that own governance tokens. Um, not nearly as many of that are active and, and, and sharing input, but... Um, that goes up and down with the markets. And, you know, there's a, a few couple dozen of us that are always regularly, always, you know, present. Uh, there's a couple hundred, I think, that, that that are always showing up for voting and and present their opinions on on, on an official vote, even though they don't do the day-to-day -day minutia. Uh, but yeah, that's City Dow. So do you have regular meetings, um, sort of like city council does? Or, you know, how do you, how does it get scheduled? Who decides that? So we, we kind of decide it together and yeah. anyone can schedule anything they want. Anyone can say, Hey, I'm doing a call to do this, fill in the blank. And anyone can join that. So there's, you know, it's pretty open. Now there are like moderators that help coordinate some of that stuff. Um, but it's more, it's intended as more of an assistance role. It's not a like hierarchy role, so to say. Um, so we get together every Tuesday, sorry, every Wednesday at 4 PM mountain time to do open community calls brainstorming discussions, all that stuff, updates on key projects. So that's kind of our heartbeat, you could say, every week. Aside from that, we do Twitter spaces to talk about uh, DAO thought leadership. Uh, we do other meetings, depending on what other initiatives there might be. Usually we discuss amongst each other on Discord through typing. When a topic starts to gain momentum and become more serious, we move that topic to a specific thread on what's referred to as discourse. It's our forum posting. And that's... And so once a, a project is serious enough in Discord, it goes to Discourse. And if a, a topic there gets 20 or more, based on how the chart is written right now, if there's 20 or more likes from verified citizens on a, a, a forum, then that topic then is able to go to an official vote. 
and we use snapshot for voting right now as a third party tool um, wow. but that that yeah that vote can then go out to the nft holders to decide whether or not to proceed with that topic and maybe allocate funds and maybe put an official stamp on it and that's our thread of communications right now that's amazing it's just amazing the the variety of tools that you're using to communicate and um and and have people get involved is there in this in this space is there a way to historically record what is going on i know that a lot of this is you know uh, anonymous in some ways but the history of the DAOs, the history of city DAO, it's fascinating. So, um, you know, and the development of it, you know, is there, so is there a way to kind of record this history? So that way, those that might be joining now can learn what's happened in the past? Yeah, definitely. There's, and there's a few areas of recording. There's like the official, let's say, government level recording where a cor corporate entity was for formed uh, and and filed annually with taxes that are submitted so there's like a corporate record you can say that's recorded history yeah. there's the conversational history which is generally just everything on our discord is is discord. still there yeah. right yeah and unless you're blocked out from a channel because maybe you're not a citizen or whatever um, but generally speaking the the history of communications exists in a in a record on discord uh same with our forum postings, all the history of discussions, our snapshot votes and proposals that have gone through are all there. Now, one key thing to keep in mind is that all of those things that I mentioned, they're what we refer to as centralized recordings, right? All of those have a center point that holds those records. And if those records are tampered with or deleted or accidentally destroyed, then um, they're gone, right? They're just gone. So then there's the official uh, records. And the official records, you could say, and I find really interesting, is every single time someone purchased the NFT that we offered initially in 2021, every time someone uh, purchased one initially, there's a record of what wallet address paid for it and where did that NFT go to have its first home. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that NFT enters an individual's wallet, maybe it gets moved to another wallet and then another wallet and grouped up and then dispersed. And, and there's an immutable blockchain-based record stored in, you could say, the Ethereum ledger that goes all the way back to the, the very, very first minting. And you can see transparently every single person who's ever owned an NFT at all that, that's used for governance at CityDAO. And you can see what the, if they bought and sold it on a marketplace, you see what they bought it for. You see what they sold it for. You see where the royalty fees went. You see um, you know, who the new owner was. And that's that's what it really excites us in this industry is to have these immutable decentralized records that no one can tamper with, that everyone can see. It's not easy to track it and visualize it, but it is there. And the next evolution of this industry is to have better visualizations. Have you put the title of the land that's owned by CityDAO onto the blockchain? So we've put the title of the land into the DAO LLC and the governance of the DAO LLC is through the, is through the NFT holders. There's no like, you know, shareholders per se. Yeah. And uh, and the share and these um, governing NFT holders uh, are all across the world. The title itself is not put into a NFT. Got That's it. not something that we've been able to cross quite yet. There's complexities, and I'm not the expert there, but the high levels that there's complexities between state law and federal law. There's yeah. complexities between how to um, record that officially and questions like does that trigger KYC AML. And as soon as there's a, a digital imprint that is transferable of that 
piece of uh, real estate. There's questions as well of, is the buy and sell of it related to investments or not? Of course, we have absolutely no connection to investments at all. But, you know, what if some person who's unidentified in, you know, North Korea decides to buy this piece of land through an NFT? There are those considerations yeah, and they're yeah. not clear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, for sure. So if someone was interested in becoming part of the city DAO, um, what would they have to do? Would they, um, where would they go to find the, the governance token? How does that work? Um, and is it even still available? Yeah, easiest thing to start is just go to the website, citydow.io. Mm -hmm. Secondarily, join the Discord. That's where everyone talks. Everything, you can drop in there right now and say hi, and someone will say hi back, right? So those are the two best places. And in the Discord, there's a bunch of links of where to buy the governance token on an open market if you want to. And it's not from us anymore. It's just peer-to-peer -peer exchanges. And if someone's selling one, and there's always people that are buying and selling them every Every day so anyone can just yeah check the website join the discord come out to a community call um and then check out the uh the official links to if, if you wanted to buy a governance nft um you know we're a very welcoming group so i love i love what you shared now if um if someone wanted to learn about other DAOs or attend other events um where would they go how would they find it i mean again i know that um you know when you're searching, sometimes it's not always easy to see or to discover. So what do you recommend? Yeah, I'm going to, I'll do a shout out to a neat organization I bumped into, uh, deepdow.io. That's deepdow.io. And I, I have no association with them, but it's a, it's one of a few different DAO, DAO data aggregation platforms out there that you can see a list of a lot of different DAOs that are in the industry. And you know, check out their website links and all that stuff. It doesn't give you the micro of what they're doing today, but yeah. it's like a high level of like what the DAO is about. And I think that's a good first filter. You got all these thousands of DAOs and then you can start to filter by categories and then you can filter by interest and you can look at which ones are bigger or smaller and, you know, hopefully narrow down to something that you find interesting. Yeah, no, I, I think this is a uh, phenomenal. I, um, I'm just going to quickly show for everyone who's, who's listening, uh, the Blockchain Legal Institute. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, it is, uh, it has a variety of different areas. And in fact, um, under the, the blockchain area um, is a link about DAO. So as these resources are being shared, uh, both by MemeBrains as well as others that are within the community, it will be within this space here. So that way you can kind of go to the, the basically the DAO library that we're creating. So that way you can kind of um, check it out and share with others. I am fascinated. I know that I, I recently met um, a young woman up in Canada at the event and she's with um, a university and they have a crypto club and they're just learning about blockchain and exploring everything. And they were talking about creating a DAO. And I'm really excited for her to kind of explore this and, and do that dive. Um, so First steps for people, what do you recommend? You know, um, if they want to start their own or should they get involved first with a DAO so that way they can learn? What What is, what's your thought? So yeah, if you're thinking of starting your own DAO, I would first suggest to forget about the word DAO and just ask yourself, what are you even, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to do? What's your vision? And do you know people that are sharing that vision with you? 
Yeah. And I'd suggest to just talk with them and see how aligned you really are and how dedicated you are. And, and if, and if you're all really aligned and dedicated and great, then you can start to decide, well, what do you think are the action steps you want to do? There's a lot of things you can do in forming a community and making progress on an initiative without going into the complicated world of blockchain. Now, if, and when you've got your group and your vision and your action steps, and you get to this point and you're like, oh, this next step, whatever that is, this next step would be easier, more easily done if we leverage some aspect of blockchain. And then you can ask yourself what aspect you want to leverage and really just go one step at a time. So um, th that's my suggestion for anyone that's, that's looking to start a DAO. And yeah, if and, and if you're curious about DAOs, if you just want to learn more, then yeah, like check out a resource like Deep DAO and, and, or, or join in the City DAO Discord and just pop in and see what's going on and check out our resources. There's a lot to learn that doesn't take money at all. Uh, yes. and, and it's just your own research to, to experience it. Yeah. And what I love about this is it's building up, a, um, whether it's small or large community of activists, you know, that are kind of focusing on passion projects that each, each community cares about. And uh, by doing that, then each group can take a step to making our whole world a better place. So, you know, again, um, I, I like the idea of, um, I, you know, I'll raise my hand at times I'm a couch potato, but I really like the idea of, of, of doing something that helps someone else. Um, so that's where I see the Dow community is, you know, finding, like you said, that that area of interest and making sure that um, it's something that you are aligned with that you'll have fun with. So um, thank you so much. So where are we going to see you next? Which conference are you heading to? Not sure yet. I play it usually by ear. Yeah. Uh, permissionless is coming up, which is really I exciting. And there's a, I know a lot of people going there. Yeah. Um, East, awesome East Chicago is coming up really soon. Mm -hmm. Yep. What's East Chicago? Tell us more about that. East Chicago is very much like East, East Toronto. East yeah. Chicago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It'll probably be a bit smaller if I had to guess. I don't know if there's been many of them in the past. And then there's uh, uh, Ape Fest. Board Ape Yacht Club is doing their big Ape Fest in Hong Kong coming in November, which is very high on my radar as well. So uh, I, I can't go to all three. And that's why I say I don't really know for sure where I'm going next, but there'll be something. That's very cool. That's very cool. Um, I know for me, my I've been invited to speak at, in Bermuda at the fintech conference so um i'll be heading there and knock on wood that um all the hurricanes will be gone away <laughs> yeah knock on wood indeed <laughs> so anyway that everyone's nice and safe and yeah and everyone's okay exactly right exactly right so for everyone who's listening thank you so much for hopping on definitely check out city dow and all the resources that will be linked below so if you don't have paper and pen don't worry just come back to this episode and you'll be able to find the links and um, happily explore um, and as i always say at the end of all my conversations be kind to yourself be kind to others because we are only one connection away and it, we are also interconnected these days. So have a great day and thank you so much for uh, listening. Everyone have fun. Bye.